afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey, Fetch. Hey, Fetch. Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's, she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey, Fetch, did that woman really say you have garnets of steel and a mind like a freaking laser? Mary, you can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Why not? Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East? Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect. You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's a, like a sign of a political incorrectness. Etan, you're always politically correct. Heck, thanks. Does, does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow? Oh, I'm sure you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the Eye Live Primetime with your host, The Fetch. All right, thank you very much for that, Mary. From Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia, this is indeed The Fetch, and you are indeed listening to Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Today's date is Thursday. Uh, January the 20th, 2022, and a good Thursday afternoon, early evening. To all of you listening out there in the United States and Canada, and a good late Thursday evening, early Friday morning. To all of you listening out there in the United States, or out there in European, I should say, and Asian time zones, and of course, wherever you are listening out there on the World Wide Web or FM and micro FM broadcasting outlets, may all be well with you and yours. Pretty cool day here in Riyadh. Temperatures were really just in the middle to upper 50s today. A little bit of a breeze kept it cooler than that. We're down sitting around 47 degrees now. Big kind of a blustery breeze out there, 15 to 20 miles per hour. So it's very chilly to say the least. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be going down to about 40 tonight, 40, 41. Tomorrow's only going to get up to 53. So we also are having a bit of a cold spell. We may get down to near freezing over the weekend everybody's like talking about it. it's like wow but dudes it's only for like two days what are you worried about you know but uh nonetheless people are talking a lot about the weather here locally because it rarely gets that cold it seems anymore here so everyone's everyone is kind of excited about the uh, cooling temperatures here uh for me it's like you know if it was sustained like 9 10 12 15 days i might be impressed but one two days down in the 30s that doesn't impress me but we are going to get our new lows for this season uh, coming this weekend. It is a bit cold. I'm okay. I'm kind of bundled up a little bit. Not so much. You got a nice turtleneck on. I'm kind of sharp, I think, and uh, some uh, athletic type of training sweats on. So I'm kind of comfortable here. And uh, what can I say? It's just going to be a kind of a cool weekend. Hope you're doing well where you are. I heard there's a lot of snow and things of that nature out there. Anyways, before we get into the show, I just want to say a little bit late on the show, but I didn't hear any audio. Uh, I've reconnected to the studio, and I believe everything's configured fine. I looks everything's fine. So uh, anyways, I know the commercial break sometimes around uh, 27 on the hour, so if I don't hear the studio again, we'll just kind of like maybe be a little bit off today uh, if I don't get the sound to come in. But nonetheless, I hope so. I was able to pick up sound elsewhere, so let's hope the studio I can hear the sound. 
It's okay if not. We'll get through the show. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, before we get started, you know, we got the kind of a lot of news going on out there. The big news for me anyways, the United Kingdom, uh, scrapping pretty much everything relative to COVID. They're going to drop their vaccine passports and everything else. And we'll get a little bit more into that. Of course, some more of the craziness on Australia, some of the trucker strikes going on up into Canada. Uh, just, and, but I think today we're going to keep the show more on a conversational, just commentary type of stuff, just what's kind of on my mind. One of the things I was thinking about to start the show, I think, is, uh, Trump. Good old Trump. He's getting ready to start. You know, what's happened over the past week and a half, two weeks, is we've seen the vaccine narrative rapidly start to collapse. And that is, of course, leading now to going to be following equally. Germany looks like they are set to drop their mandatory jabs. I think no, the Czech Republic is going to drop theirs. We've had Japan drop theirs already going all the way back, I think, into August, just after the Summer Olympics. And you have Israel, not that I care about that state, of course, that colony, but they're just uh, a basket case. You know, they claim to be on their fourth boosters and nothing is working. You've got the CDC coming out with new information saying that natural immunity is much, much better than the vaccines. And, of course, the vaccines, as we know, at this stage are proving to be very deadly, very dangerous, uh, costly. And there's just too much, frankly, too much fraud going on with this entire thing. To me, this whole pandemic, you know, we've lost two years of our lives, everybody. You know, two years ago, I was in Las Vegas. I skipped the show. I had, I think Frederick picked up the show back then. I'm not sure who picked up that show, but I was in Las Vegas for the SHOT Show. Now, the SHOT Show has returned to Las Vegas, and they are basically running that show without any uh any of the COVID nonsense. So basically it's back to normal at the SHOT Show. If you want to be an idiot and you want to wear your mask, feel free to do so. But it is basically back to normal from what I heard. One of my colleagues is there. And I actually, I wish I could have gone. Maybe I should have gone. But that's gone going today. That was my last trip two years ago. I was due to make another trip to Germany in March. And uh, as you know, by March of 2020, Everything began to shut down. I shut down, not by, by, not by that I wanted to, but I shut down my entire travel schedule for 2020. I had numerous, um, defense slash military trade shows that I was expecting to, uh, participate in or go to, some in Asia, some in, uh, Europe, and, uh, but it, it just got shut down. I mean, literally, obviously, March come, came around, everything got shut down. So I've been kind of marooned, stuck. Of course, you've got uh, travel is difficult if you don't have your vaccine passports and all that crap. And that's true pretty much all around the world. But one of the things we started to learn about this is that from day one, it's been based on fraud. This has been planned long in the making. And we're coming now, what, one year since Biden took office. It's one year since Trump basically abdicated his responsibilities. You have the Q crowd. You have uh, some of the patriots out there that seem to think that Trump uh, did the best he could. You know, you hear all these stories about Trump. You know, he's playing the best hand he could. But you know what? 
the way I look at it at this stage is we have two people that are really ultimately responsible for the carnage that has gone on around the world. And that is President Trump and President Xi of China. These are the two leaders, leaders of the planet that really could have put a stop to all of this. You cannot tell me, frankly, that the military, our military intelligence did not know what was coming down the pipeline. You just can't. You can't really convince me. You can tell me, but you're not going to convince me. You can't convince me that China with Xi also didn't know what was coming down the pipeline. In fact, worse than that, it looks like the Chinese purposely let this release and then put it out into the world, which makes it even more egregious. But these were the two leaders that really are the most responsible for this because they were the global leaders. And I got to thinking about Trump. You know, Trump had a chance. He talked about the ivermectin. He talked about the hydroxychloroquine very early. We all know that the media went after him pretty heavily. That all got shut down. But nonetheless, the information was out there. He could have stuck to his guns. He could have done much more. But the the big Q-tard, if you want to call them Q-tards, I don't want to insult people because they do a lot of research, frankly. They... uh they, you know, they will like to convince everybody that, you know, Trump just didn't have enough power. He had to show, let everybody see what's going on. But, you know, to see what's going on is to watch massive amounts of murder taking place all around the world. We've watched this medical, uh, tyrannical state, biomedical security state unravel, not unravel, but just roll like this giant fog across the entire planet, really suffocating pretty much all life everywhere on the planet. And that has gone on for a year, year and a half. And then starting, I guess, uh, the fall of this past year, we saw the glimmerings of the protests and things of that nature starting to come out. And as this deep state slash medical, biomedical terror state began to unfold. We've seen Western nations, for the most part, come out in droves to say, no, we we are not here to play your stupid Jewish game of a new Jewish world order. We're not here to play that game. And Trump, back in the day, had his chance. And he could have put more emphasis on the ivermectins and the hydroxychloroquines and other issues. He could have communicated better to the people, but no, we had to watch a four, five, six, seven month dog and pony show with Fauci, Deborah Burks and Trump and all this great stuff. And I'll be honest, the first month of it, it was kind of interesting theater. And I enjoyed a little bit of it because it was kind of interesting to watch it. But you could see, frankly, that the entire game plan was, as most of us have called it, and some before, certainly yours truly, that this was a coup to take over the entire world using the biomedical terror state as the apparatus to control literally every single person on this planet. Then we had the vaccine salesmen come out, and that's basically every single politician on this planet. Nearly every single politician, nearly every single health ministry around the world, nearly every single pharmaceutical board, medical board, you name it, we have watched leader, if you want to call it that, or representative, whatever you want to call it, literally go all in to become vaccine salesmen. And here is why I really don't like Jewish 
politics, Jewish economics. Jewish economics is all about how do we take for ourselves and give you nothing. And when you look at the vaccine or the vaccines, the mRNA technology, it should not be called a, a vaccine. It's They're whacking people, so it's a vaccine, I guess. The entire structure of this organization is to first cloak all the contracts in secrecy. Why should Pfizer even be allowed to do that? So my frame of mind on this is starting with this, the people who signed those contracts should be arrested for treason. There is no reason why they should have signed us as a people, our our countries up, to contracts that basically give Jewish terrorists, biomedical terrorists, free reign over our countries. No way, no how. We've heard for two years, follow the science, follow the science. It makes no sense to follow the science. It's much more important to follow the money. Follow the money. We have heard story after story after story of extremely wealthy people, by many of our standards certainly, making millions and sometimes dozens or tens of millions on this pandemic. And then when you get to the top of the pyramid, we have seen some of the eight wealthiest Americans here, five of them Jews, have more than double, tripled, and even sometimes multiplied their income or their wealth by ten times. It's unconscionable, frankly, that we as a people have stood by for two years, had our lives destroyed, had our lives put on hold, had loved ones separated because travel restrictions. And it's not just me. It's a whole lot of people out there. Every time the morale starts to fall, I try to remind people, look, there's lots of people in this situation. you got to stay strong. The money is clear at this stage. The hospitals are being paid. They are being paid to murder people. This is a huge Mass culling, period. Coming out of the Philippines, now they've started their drives. They're trying to do more and more COVID drives. Somebody within my inner circle, I told them, do not date that vaccine. Do not take it. She's now been complaining about how she hurts everywhere now. And I'm like, you know, you feel sorry for these people. You warn them, you warn them. I said, why did she take it? Well, she wanted to travel to, to Manila. I said, so she was willing to risk her entire life because she wanted to travel to Manila? Are you crazy? Is she crazy? But it's like, what can you do? They've already done the thing. It's, it's done. They've done it. They've taken the first one. They took the second one. I mean, it's done. But now people get it. In the Philippines, here's what they're doing there. And it's no different than in the United States. You get older. You don't have a lot of money. You've taken your jab. You're sick. You go in for health care. And basically within two to four days, you're dead. Gee, that's pretty exciting. Doctors come in. The hospital comes in and says, here, sign here. That they died of COVID, of COVID. And if you sign here, you don't have to pay the medical bill. You won't see your loved one ever again. We're going to cremate the body. We're going to cremate it because, you know, they had COVID. They're a biomedical hazard, you know. But uh, you won't have to pay us anything. In return, 
from what I understand, the hospitals are paid in Philippine money, 200,000 peso, which is a huge amount of money to most average Filipinos. It's about $4,000. So basically, you go in, you get murdered. You can't prove that because nobody can do the investigation, but they seem to all die within two to four days. Then you get a call from the hospital. The hospital signs the waiver and says, hey, look, they died from COVID. Sign here. You won't have to pay the hospital, but you're not going to see your loved one again. There will be no funeral. They will just be cremated. And then the entire thing is just hushed up. There's no reporting in the papers. There's no reporting in the local news. There's basically just the loved ones and the family members talking to each other. That's basically the Philippine way of doing it. In the United States, we already heard. You go in, you get reimbursed for the COVID test. You get reimbursed more if it's a positive COVID test. You get reimbursed more if there's an admission with COVID. You get reimbursed more if you put them in the ICU. You get reimbursed more, and it comes out to about $100,000. So then we have to ask ourselves, how much money, seriously, has the elite behind this entire operation set aside to make this payoff work, and for how long? Because when you start to think about it, as long as people are getting paid to kill you, your family, your cousins, your friends, your associates, the pandemic's going to keep going. You don't need to follow the science. You need to follow the money because that's where it's all about. As long as we are allowing hospitals to get reimbursed for literally killing people, this thing's not going to end so easily. So now we've got news coming out of, I guess, this nurse doctor really in Houston, in the Houston area. She's suing, uh, I think, Houston Methodist Hospital because that hospital fired her because she was using ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. So they fired her. Now she's suing to get the medical records. This needs to be done across the entire country and across the entire world. How much money, literally, and believe me, it's your money. It's literally national treasury. How much national treasury was poured into this scam, this criminal syndicate, to enrich essentially the medical industry? And in the cowardice, cowardice that is typically Jews they try to sign our governments our institutions to contracts that we don't even have access to who knows what the penalties are and all of the risk is borne by the end user the medical bills typically are being covered by the state meaning that when people do get sick and they can't cover the bills. There's going to be reimbursements going on from the states to the hospitals. You can bank on that from Medicare to the hospitals. You can bank on all this. So what have we watched happen? We've seen this biomedical terrorist state with Borla at the top running around this planet of ours, killing people for profit. And that's really no more complicated than what is happening. And they engineered it such that everybody participating in the murder in this crime against humanity would be well reimbursed, or well reimbursed, I should say. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, with 
the vaccine mandates or the COVID mandates or the COVID protocols or whatever you want to call it, now ending in the UK, nobody should rest. Everybody should now be back onto the counteroffensive. From the top layers on down to the middle management, every single person involved in this crime should be held to account. And I'm talking about their arrest. They're put on trial. And if found guilty, their execution under Nuremberg law. If they are the stupid moron psychopaths that are manning these vaccine centers, these mobile vaccine units, they too should be arrested. And the camps should be reserved for this layer and they should be re-educated, just as we do lots of re-education. And if they can't, they should never see the light of day again. You cannot think about declaring victory in the UK. You can't think about it anywhere where you have seen these people stop, because they're still in power. They're still there. They're still working behind the scenes to save everything they can to put the next pandemic in play, and they've already benefited financially exceedingly handsomely. Hell, Dr. Fauci, he's what, made like $1.4, $1.8 million in 2020 off of investments he had with the Chinese? Again, don't follow the science. Follow the money. It is impossible for me to think that Fauci didn't plan his investments based on the fact that he knew he was going to be committing a crime against humanity. And this would go true of so many people in Congress who are all invested in Pfizer. Think about it. They're all invested in Pfizer. They're all invested in Past the Cares Act, which provided the money to all of the hospitals. We should think of these people as just one thing. Traitors, not to our nations, but to the entire human family. It's the Fetch, everybody, inside the island, back right after this. Okay, everybody. Uh, anyways, we were suffering some audio issues earlier. And it looks like we're still suffering some audio issues. I don't see things happening here. But nonetheless, that's not your worry, but it certainly is mine. And uh, But anyways, we're back. <laughs> I'll tell you what, guys, seriously, I'm tired. It's like 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, 2.30 in the morning. And and I'll just, I'm just dead tired. Let me see if I can take that call. I'm not sure. You might want to try to call again. Uh, okay, let's try to take this call. Hold on here. I gotta try to figure out where to stop this. Click, 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 click. Okay, there it goes. I, yeah, I can't see. I, anyways, never mind. I'm just talking to myself now. Uh, let's go out to the phones. Art, hi. Welcome to Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. How you doing, buddy? You know, if my studio was working properly, I'd be doing great. But other than that, I'm still good. Health is good. Uh, everything about things are good. I mean, relatively speaking, of course. So can't complain, man. Well, I saw an interview uh, on the war room of this gal, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's, she's got it on the ball. She's, a, I guess, a new congresswoman. She's like a year old. She's, she's, uh, she's pretty cool. Um, but, um, you know, what we have to look forward to are, are 
you know, the indictments of Fauci. Can you imagine a televised trial of Dr. Fauci? All the lies that he has on video. No, it's, it's not just Fauci. Yeah. You know what? Everything Fa- is. It's not Fauci just. You know what? I would like to see the heads of the CDC role. Uh, most of those are Jewish, yeah. and that's the problem. Most people are afraid to prosecute Jews. You know what I mean? Because they're Jews, it's like hands off. What, they're killing you and you don't want to prosecute? Are you guys okay? What's the matter with you? Just because they're Jews, you don't want to do anything? But that's really what's at stake here is people just are afraid to prosecute Jews. Exactly what I was thinking. Exactly what I was thinking. It's, it's, It's interesting how all these people in charge of the medical industry are Jewish. And why is that? And why have they all lied so severely? I mean, just, you know, safe and effective, all the BS that we've been, uh, been listening to, uh, they, they're caught. They're caught lying their ass off. And especially Fauci, but also, uh, the broad in charge of the CDC. I forgot her name. And, uh, the, uh, FDA, I guess there's a Jewish person in charge of that too. I don't know their name. But uh, and then you know Borla and you know why why is it they're all Jewish? Could could there be a connection? Can we tie this to something? You know, <laughs> I hope that that happens. You know, yeah, I really do, and uh, that's something to look forward to. Our trials, indictments, um, you know, and it's it's really great what uh, what happened in the UK with them starting to uh, say, wait a minute, this is this is not working, and. Uh, you know, uh, God, I, I never thought they'd be the smart ones. Um, I, I never heard uh, until you just said it that Germany's starting to cut back on the on the uh, on the you know making everybody get the shots. I, I this first time I heard that, so that's that blew me away when I heard that. I, I thought, no way, they're ever going to stop. Uh, but it seems like some good things are starting to happen, man. Well, I suspect, uh, honestly, that uh, this is going to turn really sour on these people very, very soon. Uh, the resistance is growing. And, again, we don't know how much money they put into this. Uh, again, don't follow the science. Follow the money. How much money did they really budget? Because they budgeted a certain amount. It's a business plan. So how much money did they budget for the hospitals to pay off the hospitals? How much money did they budget for all these, you know, all the elements of this project to get it done? And that money is going to be finite, even though it's a huge amount of money. And that has to be now tracked down. How much did every single hospital get to kill somebody? And then every single, I swear. That's another another question I had was, which hospitals do we know, you know, have have participated in murder? Is it only in California and and New York and no, I don't know a, a couple other states, or is it every state? Uh, do you know? I I don't. That's what I'm saying. This is something that, again, just floating things for people that are, have more time than me to to really look into. We have the case now coming yeah. out of Houston, where she is now. Some state laws they have to release it. They have to release it. They're they're taking government money. They have to release what yeah. they're taking. I mean, you shouldn't have to sue for your medical records. Usually, you can just go pick them up for a few dollars. You know, at the at the certain office. You know, there's never there there should never be a reason where you would have to sue for your medical records. Well, they're not that's, suing. For, that's no, a, they're not right suing. For, no, that's not what's being sued. What's being sued for is the medical 
it's not really medical records, but the financial records. How much were they taken in from these oh. various COVID handouts from the yeah. government? Again, well, that too, and you know uh, who they gave rem- remdesivir to, which hundred percent they know, is they killing know it's people. killing people. Had Instead it... of ivermectin and hydro—that's a hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, it's got a in the trials in Israel, as if Israel's like the big guru here. It had a fifty percent death rate, fifty yeah. percent. So, so you had to yeah. have known. So, like I said Saturday, I want to know who signed the contract. To, I'm talking about the exact person now. Uh, that person's head yeah. should be hanging at this stage. We should know who it is. That's right. We should know everything about this person. They have signed right. away so many tens of thousands of lives, maybe in the hundreds of thousands for all we know, by allowing this. And then how much right. money did we ship from our treasury to the frickin' Jewish state? Right. And another thing, uh, the new statistic out that I heard is um, people from 18 to 49, uh, there's a 40% increase in deaths from people 18 to 49. That's overall. That's huge. That's overall. Some states are now 65%. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. So, again, and then you got the myocarditis. All of a sudden, it, it was nothing. It was like something nobody ever heard about. Ever. And it took us a while to even get the word for ourselves. Now it spikes so high. Absolutely. It's absolutely out, out of this world. It's like, how do you do that? And then they continue to want to give it to the children. And, and it's not for us who are anti-vax and, to speak oh, man, so much. Speaking of that, uh, I saw what's in the, uh, the, child, the child shots. I wrote it down. Uh, here, I'm going to read it to you. What's actually in there? I wrote everything down. I saw the photos of what's in the child shots, and I wrote everything down, okay? Um, Parasites, water, bugs, or creatures, uh, graphene dioxide, which is a metal, iridescent things, uh, multi-colored, cancer cells, mouse cells, worm-like things, silicone things that look like ovals that replicate, Things that look like rings, perfectly round, some man-made thing of synthetic, you know, of synthetic nature. This is the child backs I wrote down. This is from Dr. Kerry Maddage, M-A-D-A-J-I or something. Oh, man, this gal is really, uh, I saw her on a couple, few weeks ago, and she showed the adult shot. Now, the, the, the child shot's got more crap in it than the adult, mm. adult shot. My God, it's, it's obviously murder, you know. You know, there was a, a big jab campaign in New Zealand just this week, and there's reports that the media, of course, did not pick it up. But imagine in one jab in one area, five children went down. Five children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're when you're examining one drop, under an electron microscope, and you see all that, oh, my God, you know, yeah. terrible. It's just terrible. It, and the kids that are dying, the pregnant women, every child dying, you know, because they're getting the full, full yeah. load. I, I have asked the Saudis yeah. within my network to please uh, start to just ask around to their family and friends about children. Saudi is a a really big family society, not as much as it used to be. Women and feminism have taken over the country just as much as in the West. Don't let 
the propaganda fool, all you guys out there, women are starting right. to dominate the institutions here. I'm talking about education, uh, many different institutions. Yeah. It's no different uh, here than now everywhere else. Men are becoming second-class citizens here. So please don't let Jews and their bullshit propaganda fool you. This feminist right. globalist agenda is just that. It's a global agenda, and it's captured Saudi equally. So, again, don't buy into all the propaganda yeah. from all these Jewish morons out there. Uh, they have a problem here, too. But still, it's a very family-oriented country. But this next generation is going to be very difficult. Because the men can't make enough to support families. All the money's not that I want to keep females down. I don't believe in that. But at the same time, for family formation to happen, men have to make enough money to support the family. And in this type of world, uh, that's very difficult. When you're starting to break up what income is there and handing it to everybody and then here you got to pay like dowries just to get married. You know, you got to pay for 50, 60, 80,000 real, which is close to $12,000 just to get married. You know, you got to pay the family that. And wow. where are you going to come up with that money if you just can't get the jobs to support it? So guys, just be aware of that. It's so the same. You have a job problems here in Riyadh as well. Well, you know, they're, they're doing better. They're basically, uh, again, this is a nationalist country. Again, it's nationalist, which means that it it supports its people. Uh, they want Saudis to take up more and more jobs. They do keep consultants like us around, like me, who are working to help them create jobs for themselves. Frankly, you know, I'm basically training. Yeah. I've trained my replacements a lot, but I enjoy it. I I like to see people grow and and. You know, just feel confident and better in their lives. These are all young kids that need a chance equally. So I enjoy it, you know, doing what I do. Yeah. And we should do the same thing for our countries, our countries. Why are we importing yeah. two, three, four, five, ten million immigrants from all these prisons from all over the world for what? That would yeah. never go or fly here. Never, ever. You know, um, I, um, I get a card, you know, from my insurance company to get to get some food, you know, or some over-the-counter stuff from uh, Walgreens. And so I went to Walmart. You, you have to shop at Walmart, which I think really sucks. Well, I wanted to buy uh, three bags of this really great trail mix, and it says, you know, healthy food benefits. Well, they wouldn't pay for the, uh, the trail mix. So when I got home, I let my insurance company have it. I said, you son of a bitch, as I said. First of all, you don't hire any Americans. When I call, I get Filipinos, which, you know, Filipinos are nice people. I didn't, I didn't bitch at them, but I said, look, your boss is a son of a bitch. What are they, Jews? Is it a Jew run company? I said, why are they dealing with a company, Walmart, that put millions of people out of business that supports, you know, uh, child labor, you know, uh, in China, most of the clothes and shoes and all that crap. Are made in communist China. You know, they got little kids that are earning 25 cents a week. You know, they're making them work 15 hours a day. I said, what kind of company is this? I said, I can't buy any nuts. I can't buy some nuts, some trail mix. That's not healthy. You know, what, what is that too healthy for you? You don't want me to be too healthy? I believe it if that's the case. And I, oh, I just, I let this person have it. I said, you know, your boss, I'd like to. Take your boss and strangle him, you know. But I said you're nice, but I said you know I, I'm, I don't agree with your with your uh, 
rules and regulations on what healthy food is. I was so mad. Because I drove quite a long ways, and uh, they only had three uh, half gallons of um, hard, almond hard, milk. Hard, we're going to move we're going to move. We know there's supply shortages. Okay, you can yeah, move we're going to move. All right, man. All right, All right I'll let you go, man. Thanks, uh, Art. I know I'm getting off the subject. Exactly. Here. All right, All right. everybody. Bye. Thanks. That's Art, everybody. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go play a little clip here, real quick. Uh, Boris Johnson now calling for basically the end. We can return to Plan A in England and allow Plan B regulations to expire. Yeah. As a result, from the start of Thursday next week, mandatory certification will end. Organizations can, of course, choose to use the NHS COVID pass voluntarily, but we will end the compulsory use of COVID status certification in England. From now on, the government is no longer asking people to work from home. And people should now speak to their employers about arrangements for returning to the office. And having looked at the data carefully, the Cabinet concluded that once regulations lapse, the government will no longer mandate the wearing of face masks anywhere. Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, from, from tomorrow, from tomorrow we will no longer require face masks in classrooms and the Department, and the Department for Education will shortly remove national guidance uh, on their use in communal areas. In the country at large, we will continue to suggest the use of face coverings in enclosed or crowded spaces, particularly when you come into contact with people you don't normally meet, but we will trust the judgment of the British people and no longer criminalise anyone who chooses not to wear one. The government will also ease restrictions further on visits to care homes, and my right honourable friend, the Secretary of State for Health and Social Care, will set out plans in the coming days. Mr Speaker, as we return to Plan A, the House will know that some measures still remain, including those on self-isolation. So that's uh, Boris Johnson, who has uh, really been forced into a massive retreat. Uh, I don't know what has brought that about again, whether or not it is the people uh, and the pushback. I know there's a lot of efforts in the UK to set up criminal cases literally against the vaccination centers themselves. We've seen many videos now proliferating across the Internet where it shows people advising the police there that they are instructing them to uh, essentially arrest people there to secure the evidence of this massive crime against humanity. Because let's be honest, the jabs, as they are called, are literally death uh, jabs for some people. Uh, and it's instantaneous. Uh, it could be excruciating pain and life-altering debilitation for others. Others may experience nothing, but that is not something that you just kind of, oh, well, just it's rare. No, it's not. One is too much. If you want to tell us we got to lock down, because think about it, in the U.K. at one time, or let's say Australia or some other, I think Australia for sure, New Zealand, they want to lock down the whole freaking territory because of one COVID case. Case, yet they won't shut down a vaccine problem, a mRNA death cult, because one person dies? So where's the, where's the sense of, of, of common sense here? You'll shut down literally millions upon tens of millions of people because of one case, 
but you won't shut down a program that killed one person. Again, you're not making sense, but you are because you're following the money. And the money tells us that somebody's making a lot of money on this. I think uh, somewhere at one point in time, pharmacists, you know, if you're going to do the jab in America, you're making like three, four, five thousand dollars a week. They're paying you twenty thousand dollars to kill people. See how much? I mean, twenty thousand dollars, man. Three, four, five thousand a week to work in your Walgreens, to work in your CVSs. Again, this information needs to be fleshed out. How much money was put in to this? This waxed product, this Pfizer product, you know, going back to Trump, I just want to kind of wrap this up because Trump is a huge political figure in the United States. And he's all out there saying the, the, the mandates are killing the economy. The mandates should be outlawed or they, they, they can't do the mandates. But really what has to be understood here is that when push came to shove, Trump was a vaccine salesman. And he was a vaccine salesman all the way up until a couple weeks ago. He's probably a vaccine salesman still today. When Trump backed out of the World Health Organization, everybody cheered. Yeah, I thought it was good, except for he just repurposed the money to Gavi, which is even worse because that's in support of Bill Gates. So you could say in many respects he was working hand-in-hand with Bill Gates. People don't want to ask or look into these issues. So the fact of the matter is, is that when we start to unravel this crime, and it is a crime, and there are literally tens of thousands of people now working on unraveling this crime all over the world, unless something can drastically change in perception, you go 30, 40 years from now, the legacy is that Trump equally was a mass murderer. Despite all his rhetoric, all of his praise of America first and what he did good for the economy, ultimately, he failed in the one giant test that he had. You could claim he was boxed in. There's many things that you can claim. But the legacy is as it is. Even after all the data was coming out and the fact that this thing was killing people hand over fist and damaging people even hand over feet, Trump continued to push people getting this vaccine. You look at the numbers in America. The deaths in red states are higher than those in blue states. How does that happen? Was this a case where One side, if there is a good side, if there is a good side, was essentially targeting the liberals in the red states to just get rid of them? Or was this an attempt to diminish conservatives out there? Somehow I suspect that if it's true, maybe it's the liberals because they're too stupid to know much of anything anyways. And so many of them today still live in this weird, strange world of Gee, you know, we all have to wear our masks and do our part, and on and on it goes. In fact, it's gotten so bad that the airlines themselves are essentially mental cases. Mental ho- It's like an airplane is a mental hospital, and it's run by the mental patients. There was a flight just the other day. Took off, headed from uh, Florida out to London. It's got, I don't know, 500 miles into the 4,000-mile journey it turned around because the idiots 
the mental cases at American Airlines were having a dispute with somebody wearing a mask. Again, what type of idiocy are we dealing with with these major corporations? So moving forward, follow the money. The major corporations, it is absolutely necessary for us as a people to look into alternative ways to finance our own way of doing business and just leave these legacy people behind. And it's not easy. But again, when you look at the numbers, when you look at the MAGA movement, for instance, if you look at the numbers on the streets in Germany, in Austria, in Australia, in New Zealand, in Canada, what you understand is that you, if you can take over these various institutions of state, you can dictate what you want if you control it. And that means you do so with absolute, uh, let's just say, reckless abandon. You don't care. There's a survey came out. And liberals, again, are nutcases. They want to see anybody that's anti-vax thrown into camps. That's okay in some respects. You know why? Because the liberal side of things, it's only about 10 to 15% of our population. They're loud. They're noisy. And of that, if it's 50%, okay, most of those are probably the well-to-do people and they're nutcases that follow them. Again, the numbers are not on their side. History is not on their side. And it is not time to rest. Do not take the victory in the UK as a sign of things improving. Take it as a sign to go on the counteroffensive. It is the Fetch inside the Eye Live prime time. Back right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's the Fetch inside the Eye Live. Intelligent. Actually, it's not. In, it's not inside the Eye Live. It's inside the Eye Live prime time. I got to keep these things in mind here. Uh, again, thanks for coming, everybody. It is listener-sponsored and supported radio. It really does rely upon your donations to help keep everything up and running. And uh tell you, everything is actually working fine here. Just settings were bad. Uh, I've got all the settings kind of finally debugged. But uh, that's just the type of effort that actually goes back on the other side also, on the studio side. So they were here quick to tell me that, uh, hey, there was no audio today. I told them, yeah, mutual, I can't hear you either. But nonetheless, they're here to support me, to support you, and certainly do what you can to support the studio. Because without our independent networks and our independent infrastructure and all that type of fun stuff, we don't have a show. And for whatever reason, we continue to be able to go out live. I haven't heard any problems so far. We seem to be doing okay. Uh, not sure, of course. Who knows what's going on behind the scenes. But I think for the most part, uh, things are okay and again, we want to just thank you all for listening, of course, and then again, continue to support the network. If you'd like to follow me at all, I've been posting a little bit more lately, uh, more of my private thoughts, and it seems like they're being okay, but uh, you can follow me at Radio ITEL on Minds. You can follow me at Radio ITEL on Gab. And again, that's Radio ITEL, Radio Inside the Eye Live. You can also follow me on uh, BitChute. I've been posting the shows lately there because, frankly, we've lost virtually all of our distribution. We've been canceled, everybody. We've been canceled. Most of our distribution has been cut. 
So I thought, okay, fine. I guess I should just start posting the shows again. So it's also on CastBox FM. So you, if you're on your Android or your desktop or your laptop, whatever, you can go to CastBox.FM and subscribe there at Inside the iLive and Inside the iLive Primetime. They're two different franchise shows. I do separate them statistically. So go ahead and you can get both of those at CastBox.FM. And so I've started to post again starting this year. I, I took a month off from posting. I was just very, very burned out. So I have started to repost again. So you can check all that out. If you'd like to call into the show, it is 323-275-1314. That's 1323-275-1314. Again, 1323-275-1314. You have uh, attorney, U.S. Attorney General Mark Burnovich. He's threatening to prosecute. It says, Soros-funded Secretary of State Katie Hobbs for rigging 2022. So according to the Gateway Pundit, it said recently reported that Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich rejected Katie Hobbs' proposal, uh, proposed 2022 elections procedures manual after she failed to correct the outline law violations. Arizona will now operate under the 2019 elections procedures manual, which puts basically Arizona back to where it was before all of this nonsense started. So then you've got this idea that she might be sued. And my opinion on Brnovich, look, dude, you've had a long enough time. Nobody wants to see you do anything rash, but at the same time, making threats is useless and pointless. If you're not willing to just follow through, just shut up. There's no need in the world of law to make a threat. You either do it or you don't. Anything other than that is simply nonsense. So nobody wants to hear about any threats you might be making or wanting to make. Let's go to the 518 area code. Hi, welcome to Inside the Ally Prime Primetime. Hey, I got two things. Uh, one is um, when it comes to uh, there's been the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, what do you call it? The... Um, Cloning stuff, you know, have you heard about how supposedly someone's a clone, they don't sweat and all that? You know, I, I have heard a lot about the cloning stuff. Yes, I don't report too much on it, but I find it an intriguing thing, and it would not surprise me, frankly, with the way they're able to manipulate. So, yeah, I'm aware of it, but I'm not aware of what okay, you're saying. Okay, well, my, my thing about that, though, is that um, I, I go on a bit shooting that. And so there's a video that keeps popping up, and it has a picture of it, and it's a guy who has this like full body costume, it's only half of the body, but it's like a full costume thing, mm -hmm. and it's like skin tight, and he looks just like a girl. Like he has boobs and that, and it looks just like a real woman. You know what I mean? You could easily, especially going to a bar, you know, you're not thinking, you would think it's a person possibly. You know what I mean? Especially mm -hmm. if you got like a little voice modular thing or something. Mm -hmm. So my point is, what I'm trying to get at, is that they, they might be trying to make people look stupid, because eventually they're going to have people dressed up with these costumes. They would probably obviously do it all over the place. It's like, you know, uh, whatever it's called. Uh, what is that? Uh, Mission Impossible stuff, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, if they had that on, though, they wouldn't sweat, you know what I mean? Because you wouldn't see their sweat. They have, a, they have a full thing on. That's so I just want to point that out so people don't get fooled with that. You know, maybe it's a clone, but maybe it's just someone in the costume thing, you know what I mean? So I want to point that out for people just so they don't get tra tricked by that. And that, I think that's an obvious trick that they point. You know what I mean? I think that was purposely done, like saying that the clones don't sweat. And they might not sweat if there are clones. But, again, if someone's walking around with those costumes, they wouldn't be sweating mm -hmm. either. So it makes you look kind of stupid to say they're a clone, right? And that's yeah. the whole point of their prerogative a lot of times, to make people look stupid. Yeah, and I, so, I have someone that, that has relations inside that part of the world with CIA and 
masking and things of that nature. And the technology that they have today, from what I have been told, is absolutely phenomenal uh, to where when it's done correctly, you really it's almost impossible even to be in the room to even tell that you're looking at something that's not what it is you know what i mean to, in other words they can fake it so well it's almost impossible and they they're probably doing a lot of that you know when they talk about the fake news and all this stuff and fauci i've seen pictures of fauci where you can see it's a mask so okay what's going on with that so they probably do use body doubles they use different actors they do what they can again to keep the narrative going now that doesn't mean the guy's been arrested maybe they just don't want him there at that meeting they're going to put in their their fake actor double to get the message out that they want. It doesn't mean that the guy's arrested, if you know what I mean. So there's many things yep. of this nature going on, and absolutely people should look into it. You've seen things with Biden. It looks like a mask. Uh, so And the technology is absolutely there. 100% it's there. And the point is, is that all should have to be aware, they purposely give you little tiny details of real information, but in such a way, like I just said, clones might not sweat, but they have these... Uh, these full body costumes. So if you're not paying attention, you, you can use it. So they do stuff like that all the time, little details to trick you up in that. So there's people got to be aware of how these people think and how they operate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like people got to start paying attention to that. But the other thing is that when it comes to the, I was, I called in on RBN, Mike Rivero's show. I don't know if you know him, but uh, mm-hmm. he always shuts me down when I bring up good topics and stuff all the time. He's a show. There's no way around it. And, um, I was mentioning about the unvaccinated and how I believe that they shouldn't be able to vote. And he's trying to say, well, well, you shouldn't say that. And it's like, but they shouldn't really. Because, I mean, they say a lot of these people that got vaccinated turn around, lied, so they did the research. No, you clearly did not. No, you clearly did not. And if you didn't do your own research for your own life, right, and you put something that you don't know at all, and you trust the people that you know, if you would have asked those people before they went for the injection, do you, you know the government has done this bad thing, lied about that, they'd say, yeah. And then turn around and do it. You know what I mean? So these people are going to be allowed to vote. I mean, it's not, I'm not being wrong for saying this, I believe. And not only that, but supposedly a lot of unvaccinated people, I mean, vaccinated are saying supposedly on the news that the unvaccinated should be put in camps. So if they're going to turn around and put us in camps, you think you're going to be able to vote when we're in a camp? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You think they're going to let us have a voting? Or you think you're going to let us vote still when we're in that internment camp? If we could put in one, I don't think so. So I think it's completely fair and fine that I say that the unvaccinated should just simply not be allowed to vote. I'm not saying lock them up. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. going to die soon anyways, most likely. So at least not let them vote. And then here's the other thing. The other thing is that supposedly um, I've seen a video and there's a, uh, uh, what is it, an uh, army person or a military that's saying supposedly they're going to be able to control the vaccinated because of the nanotechnology in it and the 5G and everything. Mm-hmm that they'll be able to control people. What if they, oh, now people might think Russia, oh my God, they start some war. But here's the simple thing. Everyone goes to the polling stations for uh, whatever you call it, to go vote. And all they got to do is just have the people control them for 30 seconds, a minute, vote for this person. You know, that's an ab- that is an absolutely fascinating type of idea. Um, yeah. never thought of that one. You know what I mean? I'm a conspiracy theorist. You know, the funny thing about being a conspiracy theorist in this case, because that would be a conspiracy theory, is that yeah. fertile minds often get closer to the truth than the dormant ones. You know what I mean? Yep. 
because all yep. of it's out there and you just got to let your mind become an antenna and receive it. And that's something that would be absolutely fascinating that they could actually control something within the 30 seconds, like you just said, and have you just go vote like this. And then you just don't even know what you did. That would be pretty amazing, but it wouldn't put it past me again. Anything's possible. It's a big universe out exactly. there. Exactly. And you got to think about it. You got to think about it. Someone might say they don't have enough. Don't tell me they don't got enough resources. First off, they could try to make a program. To just run that, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. If they, you know what I mean. At this point, they, they could probably just do an algorithm thing, but they wouldn't need as many people as you would think because not everyone's going to vote at the same time. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, don't tell me that it wouldn't be possible. Like, I don't want to. Obviously, if this was an idea that they weren't thinking of, and now they you are, know. you know what I mean. But I, at the same time, if I mention it now, we could defend it. So, you know. Yeah, I I like think everything should be voiced because. Again, all yeah. theories should be voiced, period. And that which proves to be senseless, we can always throw it aside. It's not a big deal. Exactly. But if we exactly. don't listen to it, exactly. we will never have the opportunity to benefit by what may have been a great idea. Never throw out a great idea. All right. Thanks for that. Uh, good, yeah. good call there. Thanks so much for that. You know, that reminds me of a story. I used to be a sales guy. I, I've always been kind of a salesman, right? And... I was at a company that makes the hand dryers. You ever go to the bathroom and you see the hand dryers and you put your hand underneath and it, you know, and it blows all the water off of your hands and dries your hand. Well, I was at one of those companies. It was up in a a town in the San Fernando Valley called Northridge, and I forget the name of it now. But it had a plaque, and I actually meant this. I learn to pot that thing down. Uh, 614, Eric Code Ray. Hi, welcome to Inside the iLive Primetime. Yeah, I just wanted to just give a big, large, huge shout-out to Frederick C. Blackburn. His show was unforgettable. I didn't even finish it. He is the monster investigator on that stuff and... I just need to know how much how much is he paying you guys to come on and give free advertising? But well, Frederick gives me about uh, one uh, about ten cents a day, maybe. Ah, that's come not on. bad. You're up to three bucks a month. All right, that's all right. You know, so three bucks, huh? <laughs> and you're gonna you're gonna call my show. For three dollars to give Frederick a plug, Frederick, I know you're in the chat room. You gotta love these callers, man. I think we get one call a week talking about the the benefits <laughs> of listening to Frederick. So obviously, you guys love Frederick's show, and that's okay. Frederick's been a big supporter of this show for a long time, so I don't mind the plug every now and then. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, you had Frederick. I remember you had Frederick on as like he was like a working uh you know in you know cleaning up arenas or something i don't know what he was doing he was like a clean cleanup crew person for um you know what do you call it not musical industry but somewhat like that and believe me i i'm in touch with musical industry people and all this and that and that and the other and that's what I'm saying. We're going to spread it. We're going to spread it across the nation in groups, and we're going to make it. We're just going to make it. That's well, all. I think, but no, no, I'm just saying, 
Dennis, I don't like you anymore now. I'm joking. I'm joking. I love <laughs> oh my you, God, dude. I'm, I'm, just, just, I'm crushed. You know, I got now, smashed man. by Bongino last week, and now I'm just getting hammered every day. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming so depressed. I'm going to be a pancake. Well, did Bongino contact you? No, he never did. I did send him an email, but he never did get back to me. I checked the emails. It's like, okay, I'm waiting for the response, dude. Uh, but there's been no response. So I'm going to assume that he was talking about me, and he doesn't want to admit it. But we need to come back to the United States, Estados Unidos. But, no, I'm just saying that we can't uh, play fakes, and we got we to gotta fool and school them. Instead of them no. doing it to us. It- yeah, I, I I would actually agree with that. What has to happen is we have to go into counter effects offensive. We have been too much basically reacting. Uh, the, the Democratic the left side, the Jewish side is all about really uh, being proactive and forcing us always to react, always to react. And we need to stop being in that position. We need them to start reacting much more to what we put on the table and us. We need to be on the offensive. Let them play defense for a while. Frankly, they're in a near indefensible position. Ray, I'm going to let you go because I still got a short show today. want to get through some more things. Thanks so much for the call. And um, now I better make sure I cut that thing down because uh, there you go. Uh, where were we? I forgot where we were at. <laughs> frankly, after all those, I forgot where we're at. Uh, we were talking about the Attorney General. That was okay. Um, again, don't make threats if you're not going to live up to them, that type of thing. There's no point. That's the Attorney General there. What about this crazy story? Illegals, according to the Zero Hedge. Illegal aliens, all right? Illegal aliens are allowed to fly in the United States, and all they have to bring is a warrant for arrest of alien or a warrant of removal slash deportation. That's according to the TSA, according to the Daily Caller visa via the TSA. Now, TSA's response confirms the Biden administration is knowingly uh, putting our national security at risk. Representative Gooden told the caller, uh, adding unknown and unvented immigrants should even be shouldn't even be in the country, much less flying without proper identification. Again, that's so true. Again, the Leftists, let's just say the Jewish side of our country has created conditions that essentially illegals, anybody that's not white especially, but the illegals, uh, a lot of them have supra rights. I mean, they have rights that go well beyond what we citizens would have. And at some point in time, again, you have the numbers. You need to put these people back into their place. Again, it's going to be a long haul to try to round these people up and ship them all out. But that's what's going to have to happen. It's going to be costly. It's going to be time consuming. But without a doubt, all of these people that have been brought in and basically took advantage of this dementia ridden guy up in the White House and all the Jews behind this push to I guess, uh, culturally enriched the United States, uh, they need to be rounded up. They need to be taken out of the country, and they need to honestly never, ever be allowed to come back if any illegal alien is found or a non-citizen uh, resident has been found to have voted in any election. They should have their residency immediately terminated. They should be deported. Again, these are things that you just have to do. You cannot allow these people to be a guest in your country and then basically tell you how to run your country and literally violate your own laws so they can benefit at your expense. 
There's no point in that anymore. Guys, you got to get tougher on this. Literally get tough, get tough, get tough. Stop playing their games because, frankly, it's just not going to work for you if you do not get much more serious and much more, let's just say, I don't want to say draconian, but in many respects, that's exactly what we are talking about. We would not have some of the world's best anti-discrimination laws in this state if it were not for the Jewish community. We would not have some of the best anti-vilification laws in our country and indeed the world if not for the leadership of the Jewish community. And the list goes on and on. So that's Dan Andrews again. He is uh, the dictator of, I don't know, maybe the entire continent of Australia from what I understand. And that's him talking about basically that Jews are behind stifling free speech. Jews are behind stifling freedom of expression. Jews are behind the ability of people to simply express themselves freely. So who then is your enemy in your midst? These aren't, again, the way the Jewish people are, are acting nowadays, they, they actually act as if these are their countries. Not your country, not our country. It's their country. They decide for you what you have to put in your body, including vaccines created by Jewish companies. They tell you, Jewish people, they tell you what you are free to say and not to say. They tell you what you must and must not believe in. Since when is their this their country? And that's another thing that's going to have to be brought to the table. You're dealing with a biomedical terrorist state. It is well-funded. It's greased. It's oiled. It has come to dominate the societies literally around the world. Who knows how long this has been being put into play. But that wasn't a Chinese thing. The one ethnic group on this planet that truly, truly believes it is destined to have this planet for themselves is the Jewish people. And it's no more complicated than that, frankly. The Jewish people believe that they are destined literally to run this entire world. There was a comment from Baruch Levy, and he said the Jewish people as a whole will be its own Messiah. It will attain world domination or dominion by the dissolution of other races, by the abolition of frontiers, the annihilation of monarchy, and by the establishment of a world republic in which the Jews will everywhere exercise the privilege of citizenship. In this new world order, the children of Israel will furnish all the leaders without encountering opposition. The governments of the different peoples forming the world republic will fall without difficulty into the hands of the Jews. It will then be possible for the Jewish rulers to abolish private property and everywhere to make use of the resources of the state. This will be this this will the, be the promise of the Talmud uh, to fulfill. Oh, that's a terrible sentence. I think that's written. This will the promise of the Talmud be fulfilled. That's a terrible sentence. In which he said that when the Messiah time is come, the Jews will have all the property of the whole world. In their hands. That was written by Baruch Levy in a letter to Karl Marx on um, June 1st, 1928. Now that's 1928. 
I'm not an anti-Semite. I just read that. Now, can you imagine this very statement will have Jews up in arms about how anti-Semitic you are and how you're a Jew hater and all this other crap they want to throw in our faces. And it's time for you to not be afraid anymore. Understand they took two years of your life away. Their oligarchs have enriched themselves to a degree that you can never, ever dream of achieving. Their idea that all the property of the whole world will be in their hands is in play as we speak today. Those whom they cannot steal from, they will just kill off with their vaccines. Those whom they cannot cajole into buying into their world domination schemes, they try to imprison because you're, quote-unquote, a Jew hater, an anti-Semite, all this nonsense that they're throwing out there. Remember, you have the numbers. And you must understand that first, defeat, defeat, defeat the biomedical terrorist state. Root out the key players of this state. But understand that behind this state, somebody, somehow, funded this thing. Follow the money. Where did the money come from, and where did it flow back into? This isn't about following the science. Nobody cares about the science in this issue. It's all about following the money. The only people, frankly, who are absolutely hell-bent on a new world order, total globalist domination is the Jewish state, the Jewish people. This statement by Baruch Levy, this is, what, close to 100 years old now, something like 96 or not, yeah, 96 years ago he said this. And imagine a people working tirelessly for nearly a century to put their play in action. And this, believe me, is their coup de grace. They are already making money hand over fist. They are already achieving a population reduction. They are already achieving a wealth transfer by all the money these poor people are going to have to spend in order to just maintain their health, which they will not do. All of that money is going to inure back into the hands of a lot of these people in the Jewish community. It's a criminal syndicate, and it is global. It's the Fetch, Inside the Eye Live, primetime, back right after this. Everybody, welcome back. Uh, it's the Fetch, final half hour of the show. Thanks for staying up with me. Although for you, it's probably not as bad. It's uh, 3.34 in the morning, local time. I'm on two cups of coffee, and that's probably about the only way I was going to get through this show. So you should see me doing the commercials. I'm popping up. I'm going to pour, get my coffee made. It's uh, instant coffee, but it's okay. And away we go and then sit down and uh, just, uh, but it's helped. It's actually helped. I was like dead tired when the show started. It was like 2 o'clock and I'm like past my bedtime saying, oh my gosh. Anyways, I, you know what's interesting? I've been looking, seriously, I've been looking all over the place for the trucker strike. You know, what's going on up in Canada. And you go to these various search engines and nothing shows. It's like, what are you guys doing? Are you hiding everything from us? It's like, why can't we find anything at all about this trucker strike. Literally, 
I heard that essentially we had miles and miles of trucks blocking the borders. You know, you basically you can't get in and out between uh, U.S. and Canada right now. I heard they're going to go into Ottawa and they're going to shut down, lock down Ottawa. Uh, whether or not that's actually happening, I can't get information here. Even on my feeds, it's like I don't know. I do know that if you try to put something in play in the United States, there's something like 2.5 million truckers say they will actually quit if somebody tries to mandate vaccines to them. That's a huge number, obviously. And already the supply lines are already breaking. From what I understand from people kind of like who follow this stuff, it's, it's basically almost too late for the United States certain areas. Uh, if you haven't already had a chance to stock up a little bit, you may be in some very big trouble, especially if you are in more of the metropolitan areas. So really, if you're in the U.S., one of your primary concerns right now should probably be to secure a month, two months worth of supplies. Uh, do it discreetly if you have to, but get yourself stocked up a little bit because the supply chains are not going to improve anytime soon. If you recall, back in the summer, last summer, we saw the blacks rioting in Durban and Johannesburg, some of the port cities. I don't know if Johannesburg is a port city, but I know Durban is, I believe. And they were robbing the trains, literally just robbing the containers from the train, you know, the going on the trains and opening the containers. And that's actually going in Los Angeles right now. Los Angeles has become an absolute, I don't know, it's like a almost like a war zone in certain areas of that part of the country. Not a, not all of L.A. is, because uh, I have family and relatives there. I kind of know what's going on from time to time. But, you know, you look at what's going on, the, the rail system over there, it's absolutely unbelievable, frankly, what we see happening with the rail service. So things aren't getting delivered. You can't get trains out. You can't even get trains in nowadays. It is something that, frankly, I don't see the American people being able to recover from what's going to happen or have to happen, frankly, is you would have to have a very strong type of leader essentially just take control of the situation and not allow these communists in the West Coast to make this type of problem. You know, we have a huge problem with the communists in America, especially in the blue states. Actually, not in the blue states, really, but the blue cities and at what point do the american does maga say to these cities you don't come in and you don't go out we're going to just lay siege to your towns we're going to lay siege to your cities if you're going to blockade us we are going to lay siege to you equally there's no supplies that go in and no supplies essentially we're going to blockade you certainly no supplies go in and you would just see how long it takes for these cities to continue to operate if you were indeed to actually do that. People should be calling daily for the arrests of their governors, arrests of their congresspeople. Remember, this current government, this regime that is in Washington right now is a criminal organization. It is working largely in service of a regime that took over the country on January, really November the 3rd, then, of course, January 6th, sealed on January the 20th. We are looking at a country that is occupied. 
We're looking at a federal institution base that is occupied. What is going on in Washington? Can you imagine? I don't know if it's true, but I see these pictures coming out of Washington. You've got six, eight, ten, twelve foot high blast walls being put up around the White House. What's that? You had last night somebody released some film. It looked like there was shooting going on inside the White House. Now, again, that could have been a movie like my friend here says. He says, yeah, Dennis, maybe that's just a movie to get all, all of us conspiracy geeks commenting on it. So, yes, we have to factor in all these things that could be. But you can see flashes, for instance, inside the darkened White House sometime last night or the night before. So what really is going on inside of Washington? You have reports coming out that Washington is largely a ghost town. Is that true? I don't know. I see reports. But again, you can't trust social media. Is that really true? We do know that Biden never shows up to anything. You had a press conference with Biden today, I believe. So you combine Biden's popularity with the Washington Post popularity. And at one point in time, they had two people. Two people watching vis-a-vis the Washington Post and, and Biden, who's purportedly the most popular president in all of U.S. history. Two people. You can go to my chat room. I don't think we ever had that many. Low, uh, you know what I mean? You can't have only two people. That's like impossible. It's impossible. How can you only have two people? There was another feed, and he had a whole 37 people watching for a presser. In the White House, purportedly the White House, 37 people. They say his numbers are absolutely abysmal. They say it's 33%. It's not that high. We're looking at a regime right now that has zero popular support. Zero. The regime is largely a Jewish Bolshevik regime. Look at everybody running your government right now. They're all Jewish Bolsheviks. From Fauci to Walensky to whoever's inside of the FDA, to all of the virtually all of the cabinet key appointments. This is the most Jewish regime in the history of the United States. So when you hear that Biden is doing a bad job, is it Biden is doing a bad job, or is it willful wanton looting by the Jewish Bolsheviks who are in charge of the country or in charge of the regime? All of these things have to be factored. You just can't look at Biden because who's Biden? Biden is a product of who he surrounds himself by. It's a Jewish regime. No other way to look at it. Let's run out to the phones. Haven't heard this guy in a while. Mr. E. Hi, welcome to Inside the Alive Primetime. Hi, uh, hi, Dennis. Am I coming in okay? You are. You might be driving. Better be careful, man. I am, but I'm driving very slow in traffic, so I think I'm pretty safe. Okay. (laughs) You know, let me just say this. First of all, that quote that you made, I had not heard that quote in so long, I forgot it existed, that Bernard Levy to Karl Marx. Now, I went and looked it up myself, and Dennis, could you, do you think you could predict, what was the first Google search result I got when I Googled that quote? Let's see if you could figure it out. I'm not even going to go try. Uh, maybe it said... No, it's pretty simple. Uh, okay, go ahead. Maybe Israel's the greatest country is on this, Earth? Is this... No, is this, quote, a hoax? In other words, the first page you're uh, going to get 
it's going to try to debunk it that it's a hoax, that the, that it's a fake quote, that uh, Bernard Levy didn't exist, all the same nonsense, the same way they tried to deny the protocols in 1905 when Henry Ford started publishing them, the Dearborn Independent, as well as in other newspapers in London. They started saying that it was a hoax, an anti-Semitic smear, a canard. So that was there. Uh, but anyway, without going into that, that is an absolutely stunning quote. And let me just add something that you might not know about Karl Marx. Now, are you uh, familiar with Karl Marx's writings? Honestly, no. Most I've never bothered. Are. Yeah, no. I, I, I count me among those. I've never bothered with Karl Marx. It's been a bankrupt philosophy, so I just never followed. Even though it is yep. our enemy, I should follow at least what they think. But I have never no, done it. I would. Other than the Communist Manifesto, most people have never read anything from Marx. And, you know, that question was kind of a trick question because of the answer. The answer is because 90% of Karl Marx's writings have been kept hidden from the public and never published anywhere. They've been, you know, basically locked in a vault. And I'll tell you why. Because Karl Marx was not a political theorist. He was a Satanist. He was a high priest of Satanism, which is confirmed from letters to his, from his wife, as well as his own writings and uh, words out of his own mouth. So this guy was Satanic. He was, a, uh, you know, he was one of these Talmudic uh, Frankists that uh, were basically plotting the destruction, as it brings out in that quote, for the overthrow of all monarchies in the world and setting up a Jewish state in which they would become their own Messiah. And by the way, we know this, that they don't believe in the biblical Messiah. Uh, they believe in some other Messiah. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, there was the famous interview with Howard, Howard Rosenthal. You might have heard that one in 1976. And he was very prominent. He was um, uh, Jacob Javits' personal assistant, a very powerful Jew. And he admitted at the end of that interview that we Jews worship Lucifer. And then he added to it, and I can assure you, Lucifer is very much alive. So these people, I absolutely am convinced, are being led by, let's just say, higher powers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this higher power... Of the dark sort. Of the dark sort. And, and back in the night, in like 2007, you know, the internet was really kind of cool, 2006, seven, very open. Google hadn't turned into a censorship organ yet, so it's amazing what you could get. You could actually find me everywhere. I was, I was actually fairly popular back in 2007, eight. And one of the really obscure stories I found, you know, it was more like a pamphlet, and it talked about the Jehovian contract or the Jehovah contract. And it basically went on to say that our power lies in the fact that our God allows us to do anything necessary to affect the goal that we seek to put into play, and that includes killing people. And that is our great benefit, because we have the unilateral contract with our God to kill anybody we need to affect our goal. And that really kind of, to me, sums up Jewish power politics. Wow, that's and that's I've never heard that before. You said the Jehovian contract. The Jeho it was it was a very obscure because I was doing my work on the Isisian codes, researching you know the esoterics of the English language, linking it 
or how it was spun or how it was linked with the Jewish Kabbalah. And in part of my just wandering through the net surfing back in the real surfing days, I came across this this pamphlet article called the Jehovah Contract. It's not there anymore. I, I looked for it. Uh, you just can't find it. But uh, yeah, it was called the Jehovah Contract. And it basically that's in a nutshell that says our God grants us this right that no other contract, no, no other people on earth have this contract with their God. They're not allowed to just go murder people because it serves their purposes. In other words, we have to do things, quote, unquote, by the law. So you always see Jews talk about how we need the rule of law, the rule of law. Because if you play by the rule of law and they get to play by the Jehovah contract law, they can kill you at any time. That's why you see the doctors filing off. You see politicians sometimes dying unexpectedly. You see the some people in the press die. You see people like writing or, you know, doing videos about the pedophile market, you know. And these people die. And it's like, well, gee, that's kind of convenient. And they have this contract where we have to follow the law. And that's what makes them so powerful is because they can do that. Well, it sounds like it comes out of the same um, book of rules that they get the Kol Nidre prayer for, uh, from. You know, mm -hmm. I think what a lot of people don't understand, especially Christian Zionists, and, and these people have been completely hoodwinked and taken in by these imposters, is that this form of modern Judaism is a satanic inverted form, and I know you know about this, that goes back to Sabbatai Zevi and Jacob Frank. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm convinced that the three, Sabbatai Zevi, who was the false messiah of 1666, and then, of course, his, um, his uh, they called him, his reincarnation as Jacob Frank, but the guy was even worse than Zevi about a hundred years later. What they did is that Jacob Frank ultimately moved to Frankfurt, Germany, and there he collaborated with Meyer Amschel Rothschild and Adam Weishaupt. So they formed what I call the unholy trinity. You had the Rothschild family, you know, the five sons that took over banking in Europe. Then you had Adam Weishaupt that infiltrated the lodges so they would gain political influence and able to be able to uh, get closer and hobnob with people of power in those countries through the Masonic Lodge. And then you had uh, Jacob Frank, which would be the moral corrupting influence in the nations they went to to corrupt the governments, the politicians, and uh, etc. So that seems to be the template that this all comes from, that Jehovah contract would come right out of it, because it's a, it just follows this inverted, hmm. you know, form of, 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 of religion that's antithetical to anything good, decent, moral, and upright. Yes. And I, I, when I was developing these codes, I, I, one of my best, quite honestly, not really a collaborative, but someone I would bounce things off was a Jewish gal. She was doing, I forget, not, before the Babylon Bee, what was it? The Onion, I think it was called, right? The, I think it was, yeah. The Onion. Before the Babylon the Bee was The Onion, this girl was a writer. She was a Jewish lady uh, into Kabbalah, and she was a writer for The Onion. But she loved my work. She says, Dennis, your work is absolutely fantastic. It's fascinating. Um, I'm just, I'm just interested in it. So we would just collaborate all, I wouldn't collaborate. I would just explain and just explain and explain and explain. And she had some other gal called Fornan Goss with her, you know, it's basically her t tagline, right? And she said, you know, if you're right, Dennis, all that they did was inverted everything 180 degrees. 
And I said, that is exactly what I'm telling you. Everything is inverted 180 degrees. My one is their zero and their zero is my one. They're just inverted 100%. And if you look at that today, it's, it's more prevalent today than at any time in history. We can just see everything is perverted. The doctors don't bring health, they bring death. The lawyers don't bring you law, they bring us corruption. Everything about this world that's led by these Jewish Frankists or these Jewish Talmudists is just inverted and perverted, 180 degrees. Good is evil, black is white, and it's clear for everybody now. But they just don't want to link a mystery, this idea of it's a Jewish construction. They don't want to go there, but that's where they have to go. Otherwise, they're not going to get it. Yeah, they want to hide these facts. Um, we know that the vaccines are being pushed. The development, the head of research in Pfizer is a Jewish guy from, I believe, Austria. I can't remember his name. Um, we know, of course, Borla is a Greek Jew. And virtually the entire network from Rochelle Walensky uh, to the, many of the health officials, like in Pennsylvania, uh, in New Jersey, and in many other states, have now become part of their tribe. So this is a major push that they're having right now. And isn't it interesting, Dennis, that this comes right out of the protocols. I believe it's Protocol 10, where it says that they would, they would do away with us through inoculations of disease. That's correct. And that was written... Those protocols go back to the time where there wasn't even any inoculations. You know, they had the first early primitive ones for smallpox, but there was certainly nothing like injections that went on uh, in the 20th century. So they're carrying out these protocols right now, and there's no question about it that, that this only reinforces that quote that you read from Baruch Livy to uh, Karl Marx. Uh, you know, that's that, why we brought it up. I thought it was very pertinent today because we live in a, you know, the vaccine is like everybody from Trump on down have just become vaccine salesmen, support this Jewish agenda, go get yourself shot up. Never mind the fact that it's going to alter your DNA. It may change your whole spirituality for all you know, because it rewrites your DNA. So you don't know the spiritual effects of all this. They're trying to cut you off from, quote unquote, deity through vaccines. That's been a long time occult goal. And another thing, mystery, I don't know if you know, I, I, we're not supposed to bring this up much, but there is an entity on this planet, okay? It's an entity. Let's call it that. And it's a very dark entity. and It's been cut off from the universe. This is a theory. It goes back to Indian stuff. And I've known about this outside of the Indian stuff through my own research. And it's been cut off from the universe. And I'm beginning to think that maybe this dark channel between the Talmud, this Jewish construction, the vaccine, the pharmaceutical industries – the technology being put into this CRISPR technology that is the mRNA, then you see the children being born that are basically products of this technology. They're not human. You know what I mean? They're holding their head up after three days. They're walking after six weeks, yep. six months. The eyes aren't the same. There's just something about them. They actually look superhuman. In some cases, those that are actually healthy and are surviving this mess. And I'm beginning to think, you know, what if, just what if, one of the real goals here is, especially going after the children now, is to create the conditions to reincarnate 
this particular type of creature, this particular non-human entity, by reintroducing a type of DNA that is very close to what was lost and where they were cut off. And if that is happening, you're looking at something that is super high-level technology, super high-level secrecy, and the, uh, let's just say, the prospects for humanity would become very, very bleak. And it already looks like they're trying to do away with humanity. A 100% vaccine rate means you did away with humanity. And you know what's interesting, though? Think about this. Israel is on their fourth um, vaccination. Uh, they're the most highest population. So isn't it interesting that even their own people, are they're having this imposed on? Uh, but you know what's interesting about Israel is that they lack the ACE2 inhibitor in their DNA. And so basically uh, this product doesn't affect them as much because they don't have the prevalence of an ACE2 inhibitor in their genome. Did you know that? Uh, I heard that, that there is no ACE2. So you think that they may have it where the genetic aspect of this of this vaccine, they'd be immune to it? Is that what correct. you're saying? That's correct. That that's the theory being proposed, and also the effects on the Saudis here is not so prevalent. So you wonder about this whole genome concept: is this a biological targeted weapon? And, and you cannot discount yeah. it, mystery, because these guys are that diabolical and that devious, and they do hate us that much. So you can't discount that. Yeah, I don't think you've gone overboard, Dennis. You know, let me, uh, by saying that, most some people think you have, but I know that these people are that dark and diabolical. And I believe that this is, this is a warfare, whether you, I believe it's a spiritual warfare, mm -hmm. but whether you believe it is or isn't, they want to wipe out all others except themselves. They'll be the only pure race left with untainted genes. So it's almost like Planet of the Apes. You know, in some ways, they're creating an inferior race through manipulating a DNA so that they'll never be able to rise up. They'll never be intellectually capable of challenging them. And I think that might be part of it. I just wanted to comment, because I know you're going to run out of time. You mentioned about storing up food. And I think that that's a really practical thing uh, right now. I'm thinking back at uh, last summer when they had Operation Polygon, uh, Polycybergon, that is, Cyber Polygon, I got it back. You're, uh, that they, you know that... Mr. E, 10 seconds, that. 10 seconds, man, we're out, we're out of time. Okay. Call if back Saturday. Is, if they did a Cyber Polygon, if they did a drill, which they did last July, you could be sure, friends, it's going to go live, and that's to take down the power grid. They did it last July. We're out of mystery. All right. Call, thanks for the call. Great conversation. It's the Fetch inside the Ally Pride Time. See you Saturday, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern. Good night, everybody.